Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So I know we all want to be booked and busy. That is the goal as estheticians. But in order to do so, we've got to be booked. This episode is in partnership with Gloss Genius. Made for salons and spas, Gloss Genius is the only business management and payments platform that makes it easy to grow revenue and enhance the client experience. From a beautiful online booking site to powerful marketing tools and low payment processing rates, Gloss Genius empowers you to run your full salon in a stylish and smart way while feeling supported at every step. For 50% off for two months, go to the link in the show notes and enter code TTR22F. Now, without further ado, let's get back to the show. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Treatment Room Podcast. I am your host, Tessa Zali, licensed esthetician and one new thing, which I'm so excited to announce along with introducing our guest of the show, who's so amazing. But I can now say I'm a licensed esthetician and certified nutritionist, which just feels so good. I have been working towards this certification since last December. It was my New Year's resolution to get this certification and expand my scope of practice. I just was feeling like estheticians are very limited in our scope of practice. And I really want my practice to be holistic and to do so. I felt like I needed to expand my scope. I needed to get additional certifications and education and training. So I did it and it feels so good. And it's honestly such a weight off my shoulders because it's been every Sunday since signing up for this program that I've been a little bookworm studying on my computer and taking practice quizzes and taking notes. And I can't believe I, I get that time back now. And I think it's just going to make, make space for new developments in my practice and offering more to my clients and of course just having more space to relax or work on content or just work on the business. So I'm so, so happy. It was such a relief to pass the exam and I'm just really excited to be able to have more in-depth conversations with my clients about nutrition and overall wellness. And what I loved about my program, I went through a school called NASM, National Academy of Sports Medicine. And they're they're very, very well known, very respected. What I really loved about this training in particular is it really gets into the psychology of coaching and having that relationship. So I just feel like I really strengthened 
how I'm able to work with people and pick up on certain cues and really use active listening and motivational techniques to really help my clients get the best results possible. And that's what I want. If I ever feel like something is limiting me or it could be better, I'm going to expand my knowledge and take the time to do so. So it just feels really good. I'm so passionate about nutrition. If, if you follow me on Instagram, especially, you probably know. I just love food. I love nutrition. I love feeling good. And I know that's so intimately connected to food. I've had such a journey with my health and I've really had to optimize and just take really good care of myself. So I just honestly love that stuff. And I'm looking forward to making more content around nutrition and just expanding what I what I talk about even more and expanding the level I can talk about it with you guys. So I hope that is okay. I know some people say stick in your niche. Don't, don't do too many things because it can be confusing. But Honestly, I feel like the most important thing, no matter what, is is following your intuition and your passions. So I love that these two are so, I wouldn't even say connected. I feel nutrition and our bodies and our skin, it's all one. It's one one picture. So I'm just so, so excited about that. I want to say thank you so much to everyone who's supported me and encouraged me so much on this journey. And I'm just, I'm so, so excited for everything that's to come. That is update one of two. The second is that I have been touching faces again, which also feels amazing. I feel like I'm in this new era of a lot of cool new things. And I now have a home where we have an extra room. I have, I now have the bed set up. I have hot towel cabbies. I have a steamer and mag lamp. I just bought the biotherapeutic spatula, which is so exciting. And I have a whole back bar. So I'm still in the process of deciding where this will take me because I am so excited about touching faces. Again, I don't quite know the full answer yet. So I'm not taking paying clients. I'm really just kind of practicing and getting familiar, treating my sister and my stepmom. And I'm, I'm looking at all of the paperwork to go through the state of California if I were to make this a real thing. But I did want to share that little update. It feels really, really good. And now segueing into introducing our guest of the show, I have to say touching faces again and her content has been so inspiring to me. Immediately when I decided I wanted to start practicing again, I felt like, you know, people always say in this industry, it's like riding a bike, like you can never forget, which is so true, but <laughs> I'll be the first to attest two years not touching faces it it you do lose like that familiarity where it's so second nature I mean I miss and I long for that feeling where facials were so second nature I just breezed through them and it was so much fun I am kind of relearning and in doing so I did purchase my guest's 
massage course and let's introduce her let's say her name by the way so many of you knew who she was you're so excited for her and i am too her name is alex pentecost she is the owner of the skin reverie alex oh my gosh where to even start she is just a bundle of positivity joy and she really supports other estheticians that's one thing I've, I've always just adored about her I'm so glad we connected years ago so this is a long time coming but we connected I think when we were both kind of going through school together I think she found me through a YouTube vlog and obviously I was obsessed with her too and we kind of learned the ropes I mean, she was a little ahead of me, but we learned the ropes of Glymed around the same time and definitely bonded over that. Alex really specializes in combining both results-driven treatments with therapeutic massage, and she is amazing at massage. You've got to watch some examples and some videos on her Instagram. I highly highly also recommend her massage course. I'm basically just watching it every day and trying to trying to get on her level and memorize all of these moves. Girls got moves. And I also have to say I'm just so inspired by the fact that she created a course. I feel like that's such an amazing thing for estheticians to do to leverage leverage their skills and to also have a little bit of a passive income source while elevating your own name, putting your name out there in the space of education. And I mean, this is just so needed, which is what I've been telling Alex, because I feel like learning massage and just the art of it there's not enough education out there. I know I felt that when I was just starting. I mean, I'd watch the same Dermalogica <laughs> facial video, which nothing against it, but I would just watch it so many, so many times. And I would search on YouTube and kind of try to learn what people were doing. But the issue is if you're just watching these videos and it's not truly like an instructional, demonstrational type of video where they're talking you through it, it's just really hard to wrap your brain around. So I feel like this course is just so needed in the space and Alex is going to help so many estheticians, whether you are new or you're just looking to kind of pick up some new moves and learn from someone else. I highly, highly recommend the course. Let's get into this conversation. Alex and I talk about a lot of things from how she got better at massage to how she takes care of herself as an esthetician who gives so many facials a day that requires so much of her mind, body, and spirit. I hope you guys love this one. And without further ado, let's get into the conversation with Alex Pentecost. I know, and you've just blossomed so, so much. Congrats on 18K. I feel like past 10, it's like, what What even is it anymore? I don't even get it. I don't understand what's happening. That's a big deal, Alex. That's (laughs) incredible. I'm just so proud of you. You're blowing up, and it's about time. You have your own massage course now, which is incredible. We're going to get into it. And I have to say thank you because – I don't know if you know this, but you were really the person who put me on to Glymed and 
I just appreciate like everything you shared with me in those early days because obviously there's so many skews and I was like what is this it seems so cool and you were just like that girl who knew everything about it <laughs> like, and I'll you just need forever this 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 like yeah. telling you a whole list of course you're the best I mean you're just you... so generous oh. and no I love to see like good people shining and and thriving so I'm very very proud of you thank you I mean me too I love I love the community and you know finding like good genuine people in the community and I know everyone says Mm -hmm. this but like when people Mm -hmm. say you are a light in the esthetician community it is like it's Mm -hmm. spot on a description of you because I feel like whenever I see your face, whenever I hear your voice, like everything, it's just like shining so bright. You are just like the most genuine, caring person. And you can tell that just in your voice and like the way you carry yourself. And it's just great to know people like you. I feel the same way. And I'm so glad we found each other through the crazy world of Instagram and social media. Um, So I feel the same way. I've just always been so drawn to you and you just radiate kindness and generosity and giving back to the community. So yeah, again, I'm just so proud of you and seeing you in your moment, owning your own business. It's a big deal. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your offerings and where you're located and all that? Yes. So I'm Alex, SD Alex on Instagram. Um, I'm 22 years old. I've been licensed as an esthetician since 2019. I initially started in um, a lash salon. So I was doing lash extensions for a while, started to hate it. Then we closed for the (laughs) pandemic. Lash extensions, they're just so tedious. It was like, I was just so done with them. Um, We closed because of the pandemic, obviously. And then in August of 2020, when New York was finally um, opening up spas and salons again, I started just working out of my house on friends and family. You know, I had to get like my hands moving and do something again. Um... That was actually while I was looking for an esthetician job and I applied to so many places. Nobody was hiring. I'm guessing post pandemic, you know, everyone's recovering and I just never ended up getting a job. So I just kind of kept working on friends and family like that in my house. I had a little room in the front of my house with my bed and all my stuff. It was probably only like a hundred square feet. And it was so tiny and so cramped, but it worked for the time being. And I just kind of like fell into it. That's why, like when people ask me like how I started my own business and stuff, it's just something that I kind of fell into. And it's something that I feel like came to me. Um, So I worked out of my house up until June of 2021. Then I found a commercial space. So I sublet from a hair salon. Um, I'm in like a little back area there. It's like four, 450 square feet. I have a nice waiting room. I have my treatment room, a bathroom. Finally, that was like a huge thing for me having for clients, (laughs) like a huge goal was just to have a bathroom. (laughs) Um, And since then, I've stopped doing lash extensions. I've really tried to hone in on what I love doing. I feel like, you know, a lot of people say, 
jack of all trades, master of none, right? But they leave out the saying, a master of many is better than a master of one. So I've kind of taken all the services that I love doing. And I feel like as long as I love, still love doing them, and I'm passionate about every single thing that I service in, then I'm okay with having a larger menu. Um, I've taken a lot of inspiration from Ashley Curtis, Ageless Ashley, in how she does a lot of like all-inclusive services. Like you book one thing and it's just everything you need. So now I have three all-inclusive facials. I have a few more like targeted and advanced facials. I do lash lifts, brow laminations, and brow tinting, and I'm just... I'm loving it. So I've been open in my commercial space for a little over a year now, and it's just flying by. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, first off, you're so, so young. I don't even know what I was doing at 22, but <laughs> I cannot believe you're a business owner. And I just can tell you've put so much thought into everything, looking at your menu, you can really tell that. I can tell the lines you've chosen have been so carefully curated and I am just in awe of you. And I agree. I think all-inclusive is so, so smart just because I know when I go in for a service, doesn't it feel a little weird to be like, this is $25. Like, do you want this little add-on? Yes. And you kind of feel like, or the client can feel like you're kind of like nickel and diming them. And a lot of clients don't know what they want or need. They don't know what oxygen infusion means. Even though dermaplaning is so popular, they don't know what that really, like what the benefit of that is. So I do still have some add-ons just for like price-wise if someone books like um, one of my targeted facials, like a microdermabrasion facial or something, then I can easily, you know, add things on if they want. But a lot of times I tell people just book the all-inclusive, book the 90 minute, relax. We'll do all the good stuff. I'll work my magic and everything's included. And it's just, it makes it so much easier, especially when you're working in person with clients, you know, you don't really know what you're going to do on that person until they come in. And that's like every single time, right? Their skin can change in four to six weeks so much that you're focusing on different things and you want to be able to have the time and the freedom to do whatever you want in the protocol, which is why I really, I really love the all-inclusive facials. And eventually my goal is to just offer that in terms of skin services. Okay, I want to ask you a little bit about transitioning from your home to owning a spa. Would you say that's something you recommend or going from home to subleasing a room? I actually didn't even know you started in your home. Yeah. I didn't know from Instagram. <laughs> yeah, so it, uh, it worked out really well because um, we just had an extra like front room. It used to be a porch and now it's closed into the entire house. But as soon as you like walk into the front door, you're in that room and there's another door into the house. So I actually, I think it is a really good idea to start working out of your house as long as you have something separate. Um, it, you can still make it look professional. You can still make it look as high end as you really need it to be. Um, I do think there are some limitations like the bathroom situation if you don't have a separate bathroom, um, which I didn't. So I'd be like sneaking people into my house if they needed to. Um, there are some limitations on like how much you can charge, but you can make it look really nice and it, it's really great for the time being. 
Um, when I found the commercial space, I wasn't even really looking. I actually had COVID um, during the time that I found the place and someone posted on Facebook about this extra space that she wasn't going to use anymore because she was downsizing her salon. It had a separate entrance. It's completely, it's still connected to the building, but it's just separate area than the actual salon. So I saw it, I checked it out. It was a great price. And immediately I was like, okay, I'll take it. And then a month later I moved in. And that has really been like, I think that is great to do because you can really open up your opportunities. When I was in my house, I couldn't post my business too much online. I couldn't post my address. You know, all of these, all of these different things that you don't really think about. Um, a lot of product lines also don't allow you to carry their line if you're in a home-based business. So, and then there's also zoning issues, things per county and state, and if you're actually like legally allowed to have a home-based business. So there's a lot of things to go around when you're working home-based, but I think it's a great way to start out, especially if you're limited in budget and space, and maybe you're working another job as well. Okay, that makes sense. I, I'm curious now, and like the more I'm looking into this, because I now have an extra room, mm -hmm. the more people I talk to who have kind of started that way. So I think it's kind of interesting to hear about and, and hear more about the transition, things that are potentially limiting, but the bonuses of, of having that space in your home and not necessarily having to rent something out separately, especially when you're just working on building a book and building a business. Exactly. And honestly, like if you have the space to do it in your house, do it. If you find out a few months later that it doesn't work, you can always rent somewhere, but it's better than going right off on your own, renting a space that you have to pay rent for and not being able to make rent or it being too much of a responsibility. How did you feel just in terms of letting people into your home. You said you mainly treated friends and family. Did you ever let anyone in who, who wasn't like somebody you already knew? So I think back and I think like 98% of my clients, they all were either someone I knew or a referral. So because it was easy to do this because I didn't have a lot of my business information online, um, or at least I would meet them virtually first, you know, we'd talk beforehand, people couldn't really get my booking, my booking information if I didn't already know them or talk to them. So sometimes if I saw someone on my schedule that I just didn't know who they were at all, I'd have like my mom or my stepdad be there, you know, cause they're in the next room, just like, Hey, I have this client coming that I, I don't even, I don't know anything about them, but I never had any issues. Thank God. Um, but it is something that you have to look out for. Probably want to get like a ring camera or something, just something to protect yourself. Absolutely. Okay. Noted. And then how about lines that you currently offer? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So Glymed Plus, I, I think Glymed will always be my OG. It is amazing, especially for an esthetician just starting out. Um, they have a huge range of products, which you mentioned before, like so many products, it's kind of overwhelming. 
that's the only thing like realizing in the beginning there's a lot of skews and you're like what the gentle facial wash aha accelerate like what are these (laughs) everyone needs an alex (laughs) i know i literally and the thing is when i was first thinking about you know opening or just starting working on friends and family we were still in the middle of a pandemic so i literally had post-it notes and flashcards written out of every single product that they had at the time, um, pasted them on my wall and was like quizzing myself. And I had the time to do that, thank God, because it made it really easy to know every single thing about almost every single product. Now they've brought on a few more things that I haven't even tried yet, but um, now I know about every single Glymed product that I carry. So Glymed is great, especially for people just starting out. I would 100% recommend them, especially because of their um, online retail store capabilities. It's just so nice to not have to carry in-person retail products and be able to just sign people up on their retail store um, when you're done with their appointment. And then- absolutely. And then I brought on a little bit of osmosis. So I don't really, I don't retail them at all, but I love their back bar and their Revita pen for in-treatment. Um, I've found a lot of success with their treatments, and that was like the first big investment that I made into a device. Um, I have DMK, which I'm obsessing over. That's the newbie. And that's so exciting. I am just so in love with them. They are like just a different way of thinking. Like you, I don't really see them as like a product line, but they're really just a different thought process that you need to take on to be able to understand them, do the treatments. And it's just amazing. The formulations they have, their trans epidermal delivery system for every single product. So you're really changing the skin and creating better quality skin, which I love. So I usually recommend DMK for um, people with more severe skin conditions, um, the older generations who need a little bit more work done to their skin with products. And then Glymed is just like my everyday go-to. Um, it's the writer. Yeah, exactly. Glymed, like I said, they have something for everyone. So if you need to cherry pick, you can. And that's what I do for most clients anyways, as I'm sure you understand, you know, not everyone is going to need the whole 10 step system of the same product line. You really need to be able to look and see and pick out what, what someone needs, whether they're different brands or not. And then face reality, which I got certified from them. Oh God, a few months ago, probably like springtime. I got certified in the face reality, um, mainly because I wanted to know more about acne and I felt like my acne clients weren't getting the results that I really wanted. And a lot of other product lines have acne education as well, but just having that, having something to fall back on when you're treating acne. So you don't, you know, it takes a little bit of the thinking out of it because you know that their products are um, not pore clogging, you know, that they're safe for acne and you know that they're going to work because they've done so much testing and trials and so many estheticians have success with them. So I love those obviously just for acne and my acne boot camp clients, but I think it's a great thing if you do want to treat more acne clients and the training price goes towards a product credit for them as well, which is really nice. I love when brands do that. Oh, you do. Okay. Tell me why. Do you feel like it lowers your retail 
cost? Oh, so when you take the training, it's like a $500 training, I believe. And that cost that you pay goes towards um, your first two product orders. Okay. So I like when they do that because DMK does the same thing. So you pay for their in-person training. And then I think 80 or 90% of the, that cost goes towards your opening order, which is nice because you can think about it, you know, kind of getting one free, whether the training or the products and you're going to get the products anyways. So you're not just paying for the training and then have to drop all this money on products as well. Okay. That makes sense. Can I ask, was there anything about face reality through the training that you felt like you learned and it was like a wow, like just a new learning that's really translated to your acne clients? Um, Honestly, the gut health, learning more about that. I still want to deep dive into that. I know you are an expert on that. And I just, it's something that I would love to learn more about in the future. Um, But face reality touches on that a lot and, you know, supplements you should be taking and diet when it comes to acne. And honestly, I had never done really any in-depth acne training until face reality. So just learning about the actual process that your skin goes through to create that acne is really important and eye-opening. And it's something that your acne clients can understand. So I explain right off the top, whenever I have an acne bootcamp client come in, I explain how acne is formed and what's going on underneath the skin to give you what you see on the outside. And they're always like, amazed by it. And it just something clicks in your and their mind, like, okay, so I get what's going on. Because a lot of people think that acne forms only from bacteria or from their face not being clean or only diet, and they don't realize that there's so many other things going on. Totally. It's so rare that I see somebody and it's just like, oh, one little problem. Like it's the whole, it's usually very multifactorial. Yes, yes. So I totally, totally agree. Yeah. And okay. Transitioning a little bit, you are the queen of massage. I just took Alex's course, you guys, and cannot say enough good things about it. I have been kind of venturing back into the treatment room. So happy. Doing facials again, which is so cool. But I have to say it's, you know how people say like, it's like riding a bike, you never forget, but I do feel a little rusty to be quite honest. So having your training and video has been so helpful. I literally set it up on my cart and gave my stepmom a facial and was (laughs) watching you. That's so amazing. It was was so helpful. Yeah, no, seriously. So I think this is a, a really great resource for estheticians. It's a massage focused course. Alex, how did you kind of get into massage and how did you move beyond kind of like the basic massage we learn in esthetician school and how did you start becoming more an expert in it? So I have to shout out my like first inspirations is Candice Marino, the LA facialist. I remember watching her videos like in esthetician school and right out of esthetician school and just being so mesmerized. Like I want to do that. Look at her hands, just dancing and moving on this person's face. That looks amazing. Um, Noise skincare, Donna Omari. She's amazing as well. Her hands are just like so magical. And 
honestly, I think now that I look back, I think me being so interested in massage, not only because it's, you know, it's amazing and it's cool to be able to do that to someone's face just with your hands, but when you first start out, you know, you're not getting the results that you really want with your clients. You don't really know how to treat skin and real conditions because you've only worked on a few people and you only have this little seed of knowledge that you get from esthetician school, which is nowhere near where you're going to be in a year or two, right? So I think it was just something to add into my facials to give clients that like good spa experience um, and kind of made up for the fact that maybe I wasn't getting them as great results or results as quickly. So I had something to kind of fall back on and like push me up a level a little bit was that massage. Um, I also like realized that around me, there were many, many med spas and medical centers offering skin treatments, but nowhere really meshing the two, that results and that relaxing spa experience. Um, You could go to like Hand and Stone or Massage Envy, and a lot of the day spas around here are corporate offices and franchises. And then we have the privately owned just med spas. I've never been into that med spa feel. They're great. They get great results. Um, And even the people around me, the estheticians that work there are amazing. But it's just when I would go to get facials, I would look for that spa experience, right? And I also had troubles with my skin. So I wanted to be able to mesh the two. And I think face massage was really the way for me to start doing that. Um how I started to kind of get good at it was honestly just practicing, taking videos of myself doing it so I could kind of see. Um, I'll have to post a video later on and show kind of like what I did for my old massage because you can tell that my hands look so hesitant and like not confident at all. And I'm just like using my little fingertips and not really getting in there like I do now. Um, Yes. But really just playing, I heard Candace say something years ago when I was obsessed, like stalking her all the time, waiting for massage videos. And she was saying, you know, you just have to feel the face. You just have to feel what's going on and move like that. So I actually started massaging faces with my eyes closed, trying to just work with my hands, um, really looking at every single part of the face and seeing, you know, where they have fine lines, where they have these deeper wrinkles, where they want a lift and just trying different movements out and seeing what works. So it was trial and error and just intuitively massaging someone's face, which is why I'm really excited about the new live course um, that I'm going to do in October, because I'm going to go over a lot of that too, like teaching people kind of like the mindset and, the thinking behind trying to create your own movements and like intuitively massage everyone's face because everyone's different. Totally. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for this. I'm on the edge of my seat. (laughs) It sounds absolutely amazing. I love that angle because, you know, in school it is very much like, at least my experience was, here's the Dermalogica European facial, just copy this. But nobody ever tells you to listen to your intuition and like trust what you think might feel good. And of course, when we're newbies, it's like, how much can you really improvise? But I love this idea because 
at some point, I feel like it just gets a bit boring to just repeat the same yes. little facial yes. massage that you know. Um, do you feel like massage takes a little bit of like innate talent that you're born with? Do you feel like anyone can develop massage skills? I think... In general, if you really want to be able to do something, anyone can do it. Um, I also think you need to have like a passion for something and really want to be good at something to be able to be good at it. Mm -hmm. So if you're already not um, good at massage, I mean, I wasn't always good at massage and you can you can build your your talent with it. And as long as you understand the mindset and like you want to learn and you want to get better at it, I think you totally can. I don't think that there's any like hidden secret to it. It's just knowing, knowing what to do when the face is in front of you. So I I think anyone can. How about any things that you commonly see, maybe training estheticians or just watching other estheticians massage, do you think there are any maybe like no-nos or just things that you see that you wouldn't really recommend or perhaps a better way to do things? I think that there are so many different options out there for how to massage. Um, I think being hesitant is a big no-no. You need to be confident because you can really tell when anyone touches you, whether your body or your face, even if you're getting like a regular massage, you can tell when someone's not confident and when they're kind of like hesitant to touch you and really get in there. So I think confidence is a big thing that you need to have when working with your hands. And obviously that's not going to come right away, but as you learn more and get better at it, you'll get more confident with it. Um, And just being gentle around certain areas of the face, obviously under the eyes and like by the temples. But I think there's so many different ways to massage depending on your goals. You know, you can do, I would never usually drag down the face, but if you're doing lymphatic drainage, that's a great option. You just need to be able to connect your goal with your technique and what you're going to do and make sure those two things make sense with each other. Um, I don't think I've really seen any mistakes. I think there's some things I've seen that's like, oh, like, I wonder if that feels good. I don't know. I don't know how that would feel. Um, but then I try it and, you know, and you figure it out. So it's all trial and error. And with the course, especially, I'm trying to take that, you know, error out of people just starting to do massage. Yeah, I totally agree with you as far as confidence being so big and just think about if, if you were to go get a facial, probably the last thing you would want to feel is somebody like (laughs) hesitant to touch you. And I totally did this. Like this was the feedback I got when I was first starting jobs. Like you are so timid, hesitant, and you can just feel that you're unsure and it's okay. I I, I think we all do graduate out of that. And it, it, like you said, it just takes the repetition. And eventually there is a point where that timidness just goes away. Yes, exactly. I could, I could just imagine you right out of esthetician school because you are so kind <laughs> and like gentle. I could just imagine you being like, just yeah. tapping, but we're all like that. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, and some people, I think pressure can come a bit more naturally to some people, but yeah. And in the beginning, I actually didn't know that was wrong. And the, the first job I had, nobody actually told me that like a light, gentle touch isn't what people want to feel. And that probably sounds like common sense, but and I do remember a client saying like, oh, you're so gentle and it's so feather light. And I was like, oh, that's a good thing. And then as I went on to more spot interviews and different jobs, I quickly learned like it is kind of a no-no because people want to feel that pressure. Yeah. Not too hard, obviously, but they want to feel a good amount of pressure. It's kind of like Goldilocks, like finding that yes, perfect. Exactly. Ground. And you can always ask a client, you know, like, does this feel good? Honestly, I've never like massaging. I feel like I apply a decent amount of pressure, especially in certain areas where I'm like really trying to lift and their face is all like contorted in different angles and stuff. But I've never had any feedback saying that something is too firm, um, but you can definitely get that feedback that something's a little too light and it's like, just touch my face, just get in there, you know? Yeah, totally. Just We just want to feel your, your hands mm-hmm. on our face. Um, okay. You mentioned lymphatic drainage, and I feel like this is a good topic because I hear the phrase kind of thrown around a lot on social media, usually with like non-professionals who um, want to depuff the skin. How would you explain lymphatic drainage compared to massage? So lymphatic drainage is draining all of those toxins and the fluids in your face. So we have lymph nodes all over our body, um, especially like behind the ears and down our neck and like the backside of our neck. So you're going to take a downward approach, you know, opening up the chest first, working your way up the face, but making downward movements to drain that lymph fluid and all those toxins. That naturally depuffs the face because you're draining all that buildup in the face. I've gotten lymphatic drainage massages before and, you know, they're good. They have a great benefit. It's not something that's like, I think, that relaxing, lifting massage. So I love to do, you know, very light lymphatic drainage, just a a quickie, and then going into lifting the face. So you're draining everything and then working with, you know, the skin and the face that's already depuffed a little bit. Um, but I think it's a great add on for, um, for facials as well, especially if someone comes in after a long weekend of drinking or eating salty foods and you can really kind of promote that to them. And it's a great thing to show clients how to do at home as well with like either washa or facial cupping, which I really like and have been incorporating a lot more too. Um, just to add a different kind of texture and like device, I guess you would say, um, a different like modality to do massage. So I'll even do the lifting massage and then go in with cupping as like a reinforcement kind of thing. Right. And you can really easily do lymphatic drainage with the facial cupping, following the movements of the face and not having to use your hands. 
Okay. Makes sense. And how about any favorite brand for massage or favorite product? I know you talk more in depth about this in your course. So highly encourage everyone to check out Alex's course. We'll link it below, but is there anything top of mind or just any preference as far as like oil cream? I alternate between both. Um, the Glymed plus ultimate luxury massage oil is usually my go-to. That's the one that I use the most. Um, that's going to give you that oily feel, but once I get going a little bit, it, it gets a little bit, I don't want things too slippery, right? Cause I want to be able to grip the skin and really, and really pull and manipulate it. Um, so I'll kind of rub, rub down the shoulders and stuff to get a little bit off and get that like grip back. But I love that one. Um, I'll use the Estimax collagen massage cream. It comes in a huge tub. It's literally like, it's, it's huge. It's like a foot long and it has lasted me forever. I think I've, I've had it for almost a year, probably. It is so such good quality and a good bang for your buck, but that's more of that cream consistency and it turns more into like a silky feeling. So I love that for aging skin. Um, I also just love to like, I'll do micro channeling or, um, a cream or gel mask while I do like the scalp massage. And then instead of just removing, I will go ahead and put my massage medium on my hands and then massage over that and then remove that just so, you know, you you can get those benefits a little bit longer of whatever mask you've put on them. And it's like a good transition and not having to wipe the face a million times, but those are my two favorite mediums to work with. Um, I love using hot stones sometimes. I love using the facial cupping. Um, I also love the rose quartz wands, like any type of crystal wand, because you can really get into, if you want to work with like pressure points and reflexology, you can really get in those little like crevices and give a little bit more pressure instead of using your hands and you can make them hot or cold. And it's just like a great feeling. Just mixing up um, your technique a little bit is fun for clients too. Okay. And that's such a good point about sort of knowing the facial anatomy and like which areas benefit from that pressure. How did you learn about that? I know you touch on it in your course. I just studied different faces. I just using your face, like your hands are so powerful and you can do so many things with your hands. And I think that gets away from people a lot because we're so gung-ho on machines and modalities and investing so much into these different, you know, technologies that we can use. But really just feeling around with your hands, making sure that you're aware of like what feels good on yourself, asking how your client feels, what feels good on them, because there are some more sensitive areas. You know, sometimes I do like that pinching in the eyebrows. And sometimes people say like, Ooh, it, it feels good, but like it hurts a little bit, you know, like just knowing where those more sensitive areas are. You can also look at the facial anatomy and see where those muscles are a little bit more, not as thick and not as, um, you don't have as big muscles in some areas. So you want to be a little bit careful where there's more bone happening um, and just really feeling around and communicating with your client or with yourself if, you know, you're trying to practice on yourself and seeing what, what feels good. 
and seeing which way the muscles go naturally. Um, a big tip that I give in the course is you usually want to go the opposite direction in which the line is laying, right? The wrinkle. So if you have like a horizontal forehead wrinkle, you want to be pushing vertically and getting all of that out and massaging that out. What do you see over time, Alex? Just obviously, you know so much about proper technique with massage. What are some of the results and benefits you see with your clients from doing facial massage? Oh my gosh. Massage? They, I feel like no matter what facial I do, no matter what modalities I use, first of all, the first thing they feel is the massage, right? The first thing that they remember is going to be the massage. They don't really care that you're using LED, like they love the results, but it's it's what they're feeling is what's going to make an impact. I see results lasting longer because of a long face massage treatment. I usually do about 20 or 25 minutes of face massage in like a 90 minute facial. Um, so I'll do like 10 or 15 minutes on each side and I see results lasting longer it's allowing for better penetration of product. It's giving that lifted look. It just makes skin brighter too. Um, and clients love going home feeling like they just got like blown in a windstorm, you know, like their faces just like pulled back <laughs> so much and they're like, wow, like this just made the results so much better. And then giving them the tips and the education to be able to do face massage at home. I've seen myself, you know, I have, I don't have many fine lines, but I do have one stubborn one up on my forehead that just never goes away. And when I incorporate five or 10 minutes of face massage, just when I'm doing my skincare routine and really going in on that line, I see an immediate difference. And think about if you do that every single day, think about if you give yourself a five minute face massage every single day, it affects the muscle. It, you're, you're massaging that mus muscle and that skin, you're making change, you're smoothing all of that out. So just having those results of your facial last longer, making clients so freaking happy because they look 10 years younger because of your massage and also giving them the tools to go home and do it themselves so that they see even longer lasting results. Okay. I love everything you just said. And I mean, I think there's something <laughs> for sure to say about the power of physical touch and even just like having that connection with yourself and your skin. And then on top of that, the actual physiological benefit of oxygenating the skin and relaxing the muscle. So I think that's yes. so, so true. Yes. And that's, that's why somebody's going to prefer seeing you and getting both the, the results and the, re the relaxation benefit and just all the benefits of massage versus just going somewhere that's maybe a bit cold and sterile and mostly just about the treatment. Yep. And think about like how much stress and emotion we hold in our body and the muscles in our body, that same thing is happening with the muscles in our face. We hold, that's why people have TMJ and they, they grind their jaw and they have constant like furrowed brows that go in and they always look angry all the time. Like we have so much stress being held in our body and the muscles in our body. It is, it feels so good to be able to release that for someone. Like when you touch the right spot and they're like, 
how did you know? How did you know I had a headache going on right now? How this feels so like that's exactly what I needed. It just released everything. We hold a lot of emotion in our body. That's why a lot of us are so uptight and our shoulders are always up and we're always tense. And being able to release that for someone (laughs) is great. And it's so, I feel like it's so underrated. I mean, it's gaining popularity more now, but the power of touch is so underrated and it should never be looked over because it is so, so powerful. Absolutely. You mentioned some tips for clients doing facial massage at home. I think that's cool, first of all, that you give them the education to help extend the treatment and that helps to empower the client. And I feel like it probably reminds them too of you every time they go to do that and like all the benefits they feel at home, they're thinking of of you. Um, What would be some things that, you know, you suggest to your clients? Because that's tricky for somebody who's never done massage to try Mm -hmm. to do that. Are there any little tips you mentioned? So especially someone who's a, a beginner in skincare and doesn't really have a routine going on, right? And I'm trying to trying to preach to them how important their self-care time is. I always mention doing a little bit of massage. I'm like, you could have even better results if you just did a little bit of face massage per day. You know, take that time, relax. This is your time to unwind. People, I feel like, rush through their skincare routine so much. And it's like, just just enjoy it. Give yourself the 10 minutes. So what I say is cleanse your face. Every time you put your product on, each individual product that you put on, always remember to always work your way up. So go up, no downward motions. Um, Have enough slip on your hands. So make sure you have like your serum or your cream and having enough slip and just feel your face, feel, see a fine line or a wrinkle and just go in on that. And I'll do some, like when I'm explaining to them, I'll do some little movements, like, because it is hard to massage your own face. It's a weird angle to be at. So I'll always do like going up on the cheek on each cheek, go up on the forehead with your palms, like really apply a lot of pressure on the forehead. Um, take your hands and kind of run your fingers like underneath your eyes and on um, trying to explain so that people just listening can understand. Um, but in that like cheekbone contour area, like just digging your fingers a little bit and moving up. The neck is a big concern for people as well. The tech neck is real. I my neck is probably my biggest concern at this point. I'm like, can you just go away? So going upwards on the neck and really just like pulling up. And that's really what I tell. I I try not to go too, too in depth with my clients because they're already overwhelmed with what products to use and when and how to use them. And we're just getting started on, you know, trying to give them that self-care time and give them that freedom to have that. So as long as they remember to always go up, have enough slip on your hands and just always working with what you see. That's pretty much what I tell them. And then if they have any questions after that, you know, like I loved it, give me something more to do. Then I'll go more in depth on like other areas as well. But even just doing those general lifting movements on like the cheek area going up and that forehead, it makes a big difference. 
Love that. I'm honestly inspired. I feel like my massage game has been lacking. I love also the idea of just spending a little more time with the products you're applying and especially in in cleansing, in the cleansing step. That can be massage and you're going to get the benefits of 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 deeper cleansing and more thorough cleansing because so many people will oh, yeah. rush through Absolutely. that. I love massaging with like mega purifying cleanser on, um, a nice creamy cleanse or an oil cleanse. It's just in the shower with the steam going. How about clients with acne? Do you give any special guidelines there? Do you avoid a longer massage in their treatment or maybe just focus on the shoulders or yeah, something? Honestly, um, the inflamed acne is really where there's an issue, right? That inflamed, especially like that cystic acne, you can't really massage much over that. I do have a client that has a lot of that inflamed acne, like starting at the jawline and down onto the neck. So I'll do some like upper face massage. Um, I'll do a a very, very light um, cleansing massage. Like I'll just do some basic movements, um, like working my way up on the face in that area. But a lot of times that acne hurts. It's painful. You don't want to put any kind of pressure on that. And I don't want to make clients uncomfortable just to give them the benefits of a massage. So I'll go very lightly and do kind of like a deep cleansing massage. cleansing massage. So just a little bit, just to give them that, that kind of feeling. Um, the non-inflamed acne, I really don't think you'd have too much of an issue with. If you want to do, I usually do massage like after extracting and after masking. So you should be fine with that non-inflamed acne or texture. Just ask, you know, if they have a breakout somewhere, if you have like perfect skin and you just have a few breakouts, I would just ask your client, like, is this breakout painful? Is it uncomfortable? You know, like, how's it feeling just to know if you are okay to go over it or not. And just, just avoid that little area. Um, and if they're just, if they're too acneic, then it's just best to omit the massage, especially in those areas. Do you ever see issues with massage oils, anything like that? Like, are you careful with which oils you use on I have used the Glymed one that I mentioned before, the Ultimate Luxury Massage Oil, and I have not seen any issues. Um, I realized a few months ago that it actually says to use for body, um, but I've been using it on the face for probably like a year and a half now, and I haven't seen any issues at all with like clients saying that they're breaking out after a facial um, any clogging. I also make sure to really, if you're really worried and concerned about something like that, then I would do a cleanse, like a very light cleanse after massaging and remove with hot towels just to make sure you get all that residue off. Um, but I really haven't seen any issues with it. Another good alternative is the Estimax electrolyte dewy cream. That's completely acne safe and it does feel really nice and it can stay on the skin. Um, It is a little bit more of like a watery, thin consistency. So you may need a little bit more or may need to keep, you know, um, getting some on your hands to to keep that slip. But that's a really good alternative if you're scared or you feel like um, your clients are going to break out from it. Okay. No, I think that's amazing. Uh, 
I'm a little bit traumatized from getting a facial massage oh where somebody just used straight up coconut oil. Oh my from god! A jar. The next day, nightmare. Oh my god! Yeah, no, definitely do not do that. I mean, check your ingredients, and you know, if you're acne prone, test it on yourself and see what happens. But like I said, I've never had an issue with it, and it smells amazing. I don't know if you have it. I love that name though. It smells so good. What? I love that name, electrolyte dewy cream. Yeah, sounds so cool. And the Glymed one just like smells so good. It's like tea tree and eucalyptus. Um, Yes. Yeah, but the electrolyte dewy cream is really great too. Like I said, it's just a little bit thinner and like a watery based consistency. But you can massage, leave it on, and then put like a jelly mask over. And just kind of dab off any residue and go on with your finishing products. And it's really nice being able to use it for like multiple steps and not have to worry about removing it. Love that. Okay. I feel like I'm asking you so many questions, but you just have so many good answers, Alex. Oh, I love this episode already. <laughs> I could talk to you all day long, so it's okay. I know. I know. We need to do more of these. Um, what about just like how do you care for yourself giving such long massages like doing this I think you're in the treatment room like four days a week like how how do you care for yourself is there anything special you do um me and you kind of talked about this uh like a week ago but you know moving my body and being more um diligent with my physical fitness routine has really helped when I tell you I was a year ago I was going to the chiropractor three to four days per week I was getting adjustments I was getting lidocaine injections twice a week oh my gosh yes it was so bad I had tweaked my back so so bad I couldn't even I couldn't lay in any position being comfortable. It was like one hour in the treatment room and I was dying on the inside. Yeah. It, it's so bad. And any, I'm sure many estheticians can relate because we're bent over in a position all day. Our neck is down, you know, we're sitting. So once I started, the chiropractor did nothing good for me. Once I started actually focusing on strengthening my body and lifting weights um yes girl I see you in the gym I'm so proud of you that's badass this is your sign to get in the gym and lift weights yes honestly and it feels so badass like you walk out with your nice little arm pump and you're like okay like I can lift something yeah like I could lift heavy stuff now and it just it feels so good for your confidence it's good overall for your body but especially for these professions where we're sitting all day and using so much energy of our body. Like we're in weird positions all day, you know, trying to move around clients comfortably to not disturb them, bending over, grabbing things, doing the treatment. So make sure, making sure that you're strengthening your body and really fueling your body is important. Um, And give yourself the same thing that you give your clients, you know, pick a number and every few treatments that you do say it's 10 treatments give yourself one, reward yourself with one because every, all of us deserve them. And I know when we give ourselves our own treatments and our own things, we're like, get it done as fast as we can. Just, I just need to get it done, but enjoy that time and try to give it back to yourself. Go for massages, find a really great like 
medical massage therapist by you and treat yourself to a 90 minute massage and just everything. I also love BioFreeze or like Deep Freeze from DMK. It's amazing for the muscles and just putting on like before you start working. I don't even think you can overuse it. Just keep applying throughout the day because it feels so good. But really the the thing that has made the biggest difference in my body and how it feels is lifting weights because I can tell even if I go two or three weeks without lifting because I'm on some kind of hiatus from the gym, my body starts hurting again. I can feel the aches. I can feel like the joints starting to ache again and it helps. It helps a lot. Yes. I think, you know, weights can be very intimidating for women, especially, and a lot of us can worry we're going to get hurt, which is very valid. And you have to be very careful when you're first starting, especially to, to learn form properly and perhaps work with a trainer, but lifting weights, I don't think people realize is such a functional exercise that is going to improve your bone density and improve how you just function through daily life, especially in a physical job where we're using so much repetitive motion and pressure. Um, So I completely back you on that one. And yeah, just highly, highly encourage people. How did you uh, kind of get started? Like what was the push and how did you kind of start getting in such a good rhythm with it? Honestly, I saw for a few months, I had seen someone I followed on Instagram. She actually, we went to high school together and she kept posting transformations on her Instagram story and tagging her trainer, who is now my trainer. So it was like, I have these spurts, I'm sure you get them too. I have these spurts like in the middle of the night or like at midnight before, like when I'm trying to go to bed and I'm like, just thinking of all the things that I could be doing or want to be doing. And I'm the type of person that needs to like sit on a decision and really think it over until it kind of feels neutral to me. And then I'll, I'll pull the trigger on something. So I had been watching these Instagram stories for a while. And then one night I was just laying in bed and I was like, let me look at her page. Let me look at the, the trainer's page and see what's going on with this. And I messaged her. I was like, I am on vacation right now, but I want to get started. This was last December. I was like, can we start two Fridays from now? And she was like, okay, sure. She's like, here are all the deets. Like, here's how you pay me all this stuff. And I was like, okay, awesome. And we started. I fell in love with her. She is like the best. And I highly recommend uh, finding a trainer near you that you can really connect with and love. She works out of a gym that is female owned, small business, like they are also knowledgeable. Find someone who didn't just, you know, get their personal trainer's license online and decide to start taking clients randomly. Um, Find someone that's really knowledgeable and that you can get a lot of info out of. And ever since then, I've been, I mean, I've taken a few dips here and there of like not going for a week or two here and there but it's nothing yeah when you think of the benefits and how good you feel afterwards and during a good workout it's just it's worth it it's worth it to make the time and that's what people I feel like have trouble with is making the time to do those things and like I'm too busy or I need to do this instead just make the time to take care of yourself Totally. And I I really feel what you were saying about it has to be your decision. Like somebody can tell you 
you know, a million times, like you got to get in the gym, you, you got to, you know, start taking care of yourself, but it really, it, it does have to be something you come to on your own. Um, I feel like otherwise it's a little bit hard to, to stick with, but I, yeah, I, I'm so glad that you are making the time now. I just, that's something I want so, so badly for estheticians because we pour everything yep. into our clients yep. and um, it's like, nobody really warns you how, how physical of a job this is and our bodies, like, we'll, course we hear this all the time but you really only get one like Mm -hmm. it's with you for life you you must take care of it and especially to have longevity in the treatment room and to just to give your your best to each client I think it's just it's so necessary and fully agree to like with time lifting weights and that resistance it starts to help alleviate aches and pains and it's it's actually very restorative for the body. Exactly. As long as you're doing it right, you're good. And that's why I recommend, yeah. you know, seeing a trainer, especially at first, just so they could see your body, they can help you with your goals and like really help you work on form and everything. But um, yeah. yeah, setting that time for yourself and really focusing. I know people say all the time, like you're an esthetician, you sit down all day, like in the dark, you play with products and skincare and stuff. And it's like, it's so good. Like, what are you tired from? And it's like, not only are we giving so much physical energy because we're using our whole body all day and we're sitting in the same position all day. Sitting all day is like standing all day, you know? But we're also giving so much mental energy and emotional energy. Like sometimes I just get home from work or like, you know, drive home with no sound on, turn the radio off and jump right in the shower. And I'm like, just wash away the day because today was so draining or what, you know, you're giving so much of yourself to other people all the time. Totally. And I feel the same way. Like, I feel like that. 30 minutes, which is what, like a tiny little slice of my day, like that gives me that like grounding energy to get through whatever, (laughs) whatever other energy from somebody else that comes toward me. So exactly. Fully agree. We got to fill up our own cup. Yes. The last thing I want to ask you is just any advice you would give to estheticians. Would you say you have any tips that you'd pass on? Yes. So, um, let's see. My first one is perfect your craft. So your technique, um, focus on that before diving deep into any machines or modalities or even a million different product lines that you like, you see stars in your eyes for, you know, it's so shiny new things are exactly that. They're very, um, they're very, what's the word I'm looking for? intriguing attractive yeah exactly they're very intriguing but your technique is really what's going to get you far um like we were saying before the power of your hands your hands are so powerful and magical and you can do so much so focus on perfecting your craft and your technique um network as much as you can especially if you're a new and or solo esthetician because it gets lonely in here sometimes (laughs) working by myself all day not having that many people like physically around me to vent to so find your circle find 
estheticians and other, you know, if you're a female business owner, maybe find other female business owners, even if they're in a different field that you can connect with and make sure your circle is who you want it to be, you know, and who reflects what you want to be in the future, because it is so important, not only for networking for business opportunities and career opportunities, but for your own mental sanity as well. Because if you're just talking to yourself all the time, you will go crazy and you'll start to feel lonely. And it's just, it's not a good feeling. So network as much as you can and make friends, put yourself out there. And number three, oh gosh, um, this sounds so basic, but take your time. I feel like we're all so um, phased by what everyone else is doing on social media and what the next step is. I was just listening to the Waxing podcast last night and they mentioned something like this because um, someone had opened a storefront and people were messaging them like, well, now I want to open a storefront. Like I'm solo. I was in a suite. Now that that's the next step, right? And there's never one set next step. You know, Tess is like a perfect example of this because who knew that you can make a career in like just virtual aesthetics until Tess started doing it. And it's like, wow, mind blown. Like there are so many different avenues you can take. I mean, you... I just you can't even believe that you're making a career out of this and like this is your thing. And it's just so I mean, I feel like you've pioneered the whole virtual esthetician route. And it's so inspiring because there if there was this that we just found that, you know, could be such a huge thing for us, there are so many other things as well. So you never have to follow one path. Even if you go down one and you don't like it, you can always turn back around and try something else. So just take your time. Don't jump to the next thing. I've learned that, you know, when you're in the middle of success and good things happening around you, it's sometimes hard to take a minute and really look at it and appreciate what you've done and give yourself credit for it. So celebrate your small wins and just take your time with your goals. Isn't that the truth? I feel like maybe it's just because of like the social media machine we're in where we see people around us like having a new milestone every yeah. day but oh my gosh I so resonate with what you just said like if I have a day that for some reason is a little slower with clients I'm like okay I'm a failure yeah. like, like need to move on time like, yeah what, totally, what's the new thing and it's like that I think my brain is like looking for that instant gratification but it's so true like it's not bad to have a moment of reflection and just kind of embrace the stillness and and think about what do you really want to do and and know that it's okay to not be moving a mile a minute exactly I've come the past few months have been a little bit of a struggle for me I've been you know my brick and mortar business has been really busy but of course summer brings a lot of last minute cancellations and reschedules and I've just been you know, part of your brain is like, okay, I'm not getting success with this. So what can I do? What are, I want to do this. And I want to do like all these different things that you have inside your head. Right. And then you think about doing them and you're like, am I really passionate about every single one of these? Like, do I really want to be doing all of this? Or is it just something that I'm doing because I've seen other people have success with it? You know, so you need to make sure in any venture that you go into that you're passionate about it and just give yourself time 
amazing, amazing <laughs> advice, Alex. Thank you so much. This was incredibly Thank you. Valuable. This was so fun. Thank you. I'm so glad it was fun. I had fun too. Tell us where we can find you on social media. Uh, what's your website? How can we find your course? And who would you recommend the course for, by the okay. way? Okay. Course is for any estheticians who want to be good at face massage, who want to touch people. Um, I also really recommend this for estheticians just coming out of school because the school massage they teach you is not great at all. Um, not a fan of it. Just make sure you don't do this face massage on your state boards. Um, follow what you learned in class. But other than that, I think if you're planning on going into a role in your career of aesthetics that you want to be touching people and you don't want to necessarily be in that med spa space where because you know you won't be doing much face massage there but if you want to be touching people's faces you can take the course whether you're a seasoned esthetician new out of school solo working for someone else if you did this face massage on a job interview I was just telling someone the other day I bet you would get the job right away. Like if, if, if I was hiring someone and felt that massage, I'd be like, okay, you're done. I could teach you everything else, but that is just like amazing. Um, so I am SD Alex on Instagram, E S T I E E A L E X. Um, my website is the skin right now. I mean, by the time this goes up, the, the course will not be available on my website. I'm actually launching the um, new date for the live lift and sculpt today. That'll be in October. So keep an eye out for that. I'm going to only be taking about 25 people um, and enrollments will stay open until that is full. So I'm sure it's already up there. Go check my Instagram. I'll have a highlight for it and a post. Um, and if anyone has any questions, you can reach out to me, but everyone will get the recording as well, which is really great because I know face massage, you know, you can't just watch it once and be good at it. So you'll get the recording. You'll be able to ask questions. Um, yeah. And it'll be amazing. I think everyone will love it. <laughs> it's so good. I hope you so proud and truly I agree and just like back you up in what you just said because I feel like every esthetician who is experienced with massage has some new moves to offer and I felt like the moves I saw in your course were new and different but also very doable and I could see it just working well across all levels so oh, yeah I'm so proud of Thank you. you congratulations that's so I'm so happy. Yay. I'm so happy you loved it. And I'm so proud and happy and excited for you for uh, possibly getting into the treatment room again and just following your passions and doing what you want to do. It's amazing. Thanks, babe. You are the best. I love this episode. Hope everyone did listening as well. And Alex, we'd love to have you back anytime. And thank you so much. Thank you. Yay. All right. Guys. All right. I'll see you soon. Sounds good. I will talk to everyone next week.